TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Sports TalkZone.com and the two guys and a Mike show sports talk. That's what I meant to say at the start of the show. Big dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful Tuesday show. A little residue Tuesday. That's what we tend to call Tuesdays. We pick up some of the residue. Some of the many, 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 many stories from the sports weekend that we did not get to yesterday. We'll uh, jump off the sports page as well. That's what we do here on the Two Guys and a Mike Show. Producer extraordinaire David Olson. Other side of the glass. Big dog, uh, let's first welcome in my partner. Via the telecommunic phone lines, it's uh, a shame that our webcast audience cannot see the face of the big dog because he is a shining example, really. Really a... a uh, Quality, quality example of what the sports talk look should be. His shiny head cannot be seen. It's only a shame. Hopefully, we'll change that next year. But, Big Dog, how are you, my friend? Uh, doing really well. And I really feel bad for all 28-year-old virgins out there because that seems to be my largest demographic of fans, Coach. And what? so all you virgins, yep. you know, I wish I wish you could see me right now. 28 and over. Maybe we oh, should. No, no, no. Just, yeah, well, yeah, there are some 35 year old virgins yes. that like me too, coach. Well, when you said 28, I don't think you were specifically talking about age 28, are you? I mean, it's, you know, well, you got to. Like around that age, coach. Yeah, you know, 28 to 38 year old virgins. In that, in that particular area, you got to keep your options open, big dog. You don't want to specify too much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to leave the door. I mean, if you're like a 30 year old virgin, you can still listen to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what we got to do? If, if we can't get you in the studio after the first of the year, can you somehow get us like a life-size cutout poster? Maybe even of the 3D variety. I don't know if it could be scratch and sniff or touch and feel, but we could put your poster up in the uh, chair next to me. And even though you weren't here, it would be it would be like Memorex. It would be the next best thing. You know, that might be a possibility, Coach. And I think it's going to be because it might be a while before I'm actually able to go mm-hmm. there. But we'll All see. Right. We'll hope, well, work, hopefully. Work on that in the offseason. Maybe some kind of uh, life-size doll, one of those uh, touch-me-feel-me dolls. We could have the big dog in the studio. We could invite each and every day a different 28-year-old or over virgin to come in with me. I think it would help our ratings, if nothing else. <laughs> well, I, I think we should bring in a 28-year-old virgin. <laughs> and replace me as the host? That would help our ratings, too, I think. Well, I, I, I thought it was going to actually uh, replace me. Ah, okay. Well, it's going to replace one of the two of us. And we should mention, and I know you are proud of this fact, as am I, really for the ninth consecutive year, our ratings show, our research shows that our number one listening audience has been and remains to this day, big dog, breastfeeding moms. And um, if nothing else, I know the two of us take great solace in that. At least we haven't soured the milk, Coach. <laughs> Thank you for that specificity. No, but oh, no that's uh, you know it's that's been a consistent. I'm very proud of that uh, clientele, despite our diminishing ratings. If I know uh, every nine months we have a new female listening to us or new females, breastfeeding moms have always been our number one listening audience, and it's uh, it's 
it's a great source of uh, pleasure for the two of us. Yeah, it, 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 it absolutely is. So, uh, and whatever I can do to make those people happy, I will. Yeah, maybe somehow we could have a, um, it would be a hell of a, a Christmas party if we could get the 28-year-old and over virgins with the breastfeeding. It would be tough to get the breastfeeding moms out of the house, but if we could, that would have the potential after a couple of cocktails of being one hell of a Christmas party. You know, that's Think, not bad, Coach. That's, <laughs> I, I, I love Jewish guys like you playing Christmas parties. It's usually a lot better when a Jewish dude plans you, a Christmas party. You put that those two clientels together, just to, all I can say is think of the possibilities. Because, yeah, I mean, usually you hire the elves and stuff. I yeah. mean, it's not bad. Not I, bad. I would say a good time would be had by all. Mm-hmm. Especially the Gentiles. <laughs> All right, big dog. We got uh, lots to talk about here. Big baseball signing. Apparently, Cliff Lee is signed with the Philadelphia Phillies. I want to talk about that. The Phillies are the greatest team in the history of baseball. Yeah, now review with me. I heard some people talking in our pre production show, me and David Olson talking about it, that it might be one of the great pitching staffs, starting staffs ever assembled. Give me the. uh, First of all, is it official? Is Cliff Lee of our research department now? Is it official? Is Cliff Lee a member of the Phillies? Yes, he is a okay. member of the, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. So our, our inside sources have confirmed that. Yes, it's it's all confirmed. Okay, very good. Now, uh, give me a you know the pitching. The teams change so much. It's hard for a guy like me of aged years with short term memory attention span problems to keep track. Who are the Phillies starting pitching right now? Well, I don't know who the fifth starter is, but we'll we'll just we'll oh. we'll deal with that because okay. there's going to be a bunch of people uh, fighting over that particular slot. Okay. Like five guys fighting over that fifth slot. The four starter, we'll go down. Okay. Okay. The four starters, Cole Hamels, the the 2008 NLCS MVP, a guy with a, a career ERA right around 3.0, and Why? he's only like 25, 26 stud. Wow. So you're the that... third starter. Okay. Third starter, Roy Oswald. <laughs> ERA wow. in a career right around three, uh, the all time career win leader for the Houston Astros. Uh, we had a 2.76 ERA last season. And by the way, he's a clutch performer, and he always gets better as uh, the year goes on. Overrated. Yeah, that's it. He's really <laughs> overrated. But, uh, Hamels, Oswald, that's that's a great starting staff right there, but we're, we're working our way upwards. That's your 4-3. And now, depending on where you want to go with your 1-2 on this, and by the way, those other guys are number one starters anyways. They'd be number one starters on 25 yes. teams in, in baseball. Not the Cubs. Oh, absolutely not the Cubs. They they have Ryan Dempster, Randy Wells. Oh, that's so. Thank you, thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, Who are the top two? I'm getting excited here. You have uh, one of the top, uh, statistically one of the top uh, postseason pitchers in the history of the game, Cliff Lee, who is the gem that was signed yesterday by the Philadelphia Phillies. What was the uh, have, what was the contract, by the way? How much money? Uh, five years, one hundred and twenty million dollars. Jeez. With uh, you, you say, geez, he please, he, please he, don't he, say incentives. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Coach. He was offered 175 million by the Yankees. So before you go all getting upset at Cliff Lee, he took 55 million dollars less. Wow. Why? Because he said he wanted to play in Philadelphia. Okay. He said he wanted to go where he wanted to, to pitch. And, uh, the Rangers offered him more, so you're getting all upset about this. No, the fact no. is, the owner has enough money to pay the guy. I was going to take a different let, let angle. The labor actually makes some money. Okay, I appreciate that from Cliff Lee. You already moved up in my rank. I was actually going to take a different angle, part humorous and part disgusting, and say I thought you were going to say five years, hundred and twenty million, and like quote unquote with incentives. 
you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like there is an incentive enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. How many more incentives can you have? You know, I mean, uh, he does have a sixth year that is a player option for sixteen million. So, like, if his elbow okay. blows out, he's so that's what. So there is kind of like, a, okay, you know, just in case if he gets hurt, he doesn't. It isn't like he blew like lost that much money. Why am I drawing a blank on who the number? So you got Hamels, Oswalt, Cliff Lee. I'm completely mind blanking on who. Uh, and who I would have as their number one starter okay. is the reigning National League Cy Young Award winner, best pitcher in baseball, Roy Halladay. Never heard of him. Twenty-one and ten with a with a two point. I forgot. ERA oh my good! I forgot he's on the Phillies still. You Can know because believe he's... that. Oh my that's goodness! And, and, you think, and if you think about it, they got that's... righty lefty, righty lefty, yeah. and all this talk about oh, uh, are you going to have are you going to go with three starters and and have Roy Halladay pitch on three days rest? No, you don't have to anymore that's... in a series. Cause I will that's... tell you. In... What am I? Fifty? I forget how old I'm. Fifty-four years, and probably started following baseball six, seven years. So, in my forty-eight years of following baseball, reputation-wise, based on past performance coming into a season, I think I can fairly clearly state, and it might not even be that close. That's the best starting four ever assembled that I've been a spectator thereof. You, you know, you know, it's funny, coaches. Um, about a month ago, I watched something on. Uh, MLB Network, it's called Prime Nine, and they rank like whatever you could just name something in baseball. Be like, oh, the greatest nine right fielders of all time, and it, it, it's pretty cool how they have this. They had the the greatest nine pitching rotation of all time, and uh, that could that, that I think that's the best one because the one they had at number one. By the way, just throwing it out there to see if you can guess what it well, was. All right, uh, the the best starting pitching. It's only starting pitching, right? Yeah, that was the best pitching the, rotation of all, all right, time. The best one I can remember in my lifetime was a while back, and it was the Baltimore Orioles. Dave McNally, Jimmy Palmer, Mike, Mike Cuellar, and I want to say, was it Pat Dobbins, the number four? Uh, Pat Dobson, yes. Pat, Pat Dobson, okay. and that was, they were like number five. That's that's the and best. They're the, they're, they're the last, they're the only ones that have 420 game winners on, okay. on the rotation. All right. And, but that's one in 20 games. Not as much as a feat back in 1971 as it is nowadays. Right, but that was still that was that was a dominant starting pitching staff. So, the number one, number twos, are they fairly modern pitching staffs? Yeah, they're, they're pretty modern. Uh, the number one, the number one is is not modern whatsoever. Just to let you know, but as a as a Chicagoan, you should know it. Yeah, see, I, you're gonna go back like to the 1920s or something. I can't. Remember yeah, it's who the 1906 Cubs. Yeah, just see, I, up. They they won 116 games and lost 36. Okay. They were 80 games above 500. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's pretty that's good. Was good. Fer, Ferguson Jenkins part of that team? Uh, no, he was not. Okay, just it missed not. it. Just missed it. All right, forgetting yeah, yeah, about that too. Give me some of the modern day pitching staffs that rank near the this current Phillies team. Uh, number. The number two team they had was the 1997 Braves. Yes, and, and I know they didn't have as many 20 game winners as the yes. 71 Orioles. But Forgot um, about them. Yeah, that that's a pretty good because you're talking about Greg Maddox at the top of his career, Tom Clavin at the yeah. top of his career, John Smoltz at the top of his career. And Denny Nagel won the most games of, yeah. out of all those guys well, that year. He you, won 20 games. You could take a period of about 10 years with the Atlanta Braves. You had Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox pitching at a very high level. And then they had different number fours with them. Um, exactly, like the Millwood years yes. or the Steve Avery years. Wasn't there an Andy and Andy something? Uh, Steve Avery, I, I do admit. That's, 
To me, he was the best of the bunch that pitched with him. But, yeah, I forgot about those Atlanta Braves pitching staff. Those are very good. Still not as good as this Philly staff. No, 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 no. no I agree with you. The the 50, the 1954 Indians team had Bob Feller as their number five starter. Wow. And they had, like, Mike Garcia, uh, Bob Lemon. You know, that, that, was, that okay. was, like, number three that they had. Uh, the New York Yankees in 27 was way up there. And, mm-hmm. and, and Coach, i got to be honest with you, this, has the potential when this year is done, yes. uh, they will have to redo that prime nine. And wow. I can't imagine them not being in like in, in the top five when this year's done. If they all have average yeah. seasons that they typically would have, uh-huh. which would which would mean all of them would win, you know, at least eighteen games, have about five complete games each, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, I, it's one of the great staffs of all time. Yeah, and on really. top of it, and again, a little baseball talk here, and the two guys at a mic show you want to join us. Your thoughts on a little uh, hot stove league as some of the best players now have been signed, sealed, and delivered the best of all. Cliff Lee, a new member of the Philadelphia Philly. Our phone line here, 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. Baseball expert Joel Radwanski joining us uh, via the telecommunic phone lines. But uh, uh, on top of it all, Big Dog, the Philadelphia Phillies have a closer and a very good batting lineup so we can transition from one of the great pitching staffs of all time to the potential of this being one of the great teams of all time. Okay, now you were going to get upset when I was telling you he signed for $120 million. Coach, if you want to get upset, think about this. They lost Jason Worth because he signed a six-year $142 million deal. Worth every penny. Can you believe that? Can you freaking no. believe? I mean, like that one. I, that's one of the one that you should give, like, shake your head at. You know, yeah. I, I, I can't understand that one whatsoever. So they, yeah, they lost Jason Worth, but I think they'll be able to figure out how to replace him and and not have to pay him his twenty two million dollars a season. So. Uh, yeah, that, that, that one's kind of dumb. But, but what makes it so impressive is you've got this unbelievable starting pitching staff and an established closer, and it's not like you're putting them with little punch and Judy hitting team while we can scratch out a couple of runs and hope to win. The Philadelphia Philly lineup is still uh, pretty power-packed. Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, and the boys, right? So it's oh, unique yeah. that this great pitching is going to be combined with a very good batting lineup. Uh, Jimmy Rollins, uh, don't forget the flying Hawaiian. I mean, Raul Obanez should have something left. Yeah, they, they could end up being a, a great, great team. So I don't know if the Cubs are the favorite to win the World Series anymore. Cause... <laughs> Took them down a notch, huh? Yeah, it did. Oh, goodness. The Flying Hawaiian, of course, being one of our favorite players, Shane Victorino. Yes. Love that guy. Love yeah, that and guy. They, and they've got like a, one of the top prospects in baseball coming up next year, Dominic Brown. Mm. So he's going to replace Jason Worth. They were like, oh, okay, we'll uh, – because Worth wanted twenty million a year from the Phillies, so they were like, oh, "No, we'll we'll go spend that money on a pitcher," wow. which I think is you know. Who's the uh, the manager of the Phillies again? Charlie Manuel. Yes, Charlie Manuel. Yeah. What? Charlie Manuel is just going to have a like a constant smile and grin. His friends are going to hate him by the time the winter's over because he's just wherever he is this winter, he's just going to have that constant little grin on his face. Because can you imagine sitting for the next three or four months just? Pondering your pitching rotations. Yeah, and, the the, on, the only thing that's wrong with the Phillies is for some reason all those big bats always go into a slumber for like a part of the season last yeah. year. You know they had like a 15 game stretch where they did not score two runs in a game. Remember they either got shut out or scored one run for like 15 games straight. It, it was the worst offensive 15 game stretch in the history of baseball. With, and you're talking about they have Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, and, and Jimmy Rollins in the lineup. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, you're right. They got they got uh, Brad Lidge at the end of the game. They got Ryan Matson, who's a really good middle reliever. Uh, they got that guy Perez, who's a good middle reliever. They they look to me going into next season. I cannot remember a more prohibitive favorite to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I'm not saying it's a lay down. Any of those pitchers can get hurt. But going into a season, I can't remember right now at this point a more prohibitive favorite to win it. Can we Ever. make a c- comparison? An emailer, uh, Tippecanoe Tammy, who apparently is a big fan of yours, she also says, by the way, at the end of this comment, Joel has not sent pictures yet. I'm not sure what that's all about. Uh, my JPEGs are all messed up. <laughs> They're coming out with JPEGs, Coach. Tippecanoe Tammy uh, wants to know, uh, Big Dog, would you compare, and I think she brings up a good point, the Philadelphia Phillies team is currently assembled with superstar Cliff Lee to the uh, NBA and all the hype with LeBron James and the Miami Heat. I think it's a good comparison. You, you know what, though? Uh, I, I'm going to have to disagree with that because with the Miami Heat have three superstars and a bunch of holes in important That's a good point. roles that are really, really re- – I mean, like, they have a middle reliever in Ryan Matson. You know, he isn't – I mean, he's – Good. They have a closer. They have a catcher who can catch the ball in Ruiz. You know. Do you know what I mean? Where so I understand where you're coming from. Like they look like they're unbeatable, but the Heat have a lot of holes, and they're going to count on those super three guys. Who, by the way, have been playing phenomenal. They've won nine games by at least ten points yes. in a row. Yes. Yes. Uh, but like, there's a lot of questions about who's going to do the little things. Who's going to be the spark plug off the bench? Who's going to rebound? All that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Phillies don't have too many okay. questions like that. They really don't. That's a... they, they have a number two hitter in Placido Polanco. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every little question. They have a leadoff hitter, a two hitter. They have a three, four, five. Uh, mm-hmm. The only the question they have is who's going to play uh, uh, right field for them next year? Is Dominic Brown going to be any good as a rookie? Mm-hmm. I, I will take that question mark. You know, it's interesting you bring up Placido, uh, Placido Polanco because my uh, my son, uh, through the last two years of school, has used Placido Polanco to get uh, fairly decent grade. He basically tells me as a baseball fan, every time he comes to a multiple choice uh, question or a fill in the blank and he does not know the answer, he typically just writes in Placido Polanco. And more often than not, Big Dog, it's the correct answer. It's amazing. That's, that's When in doubt, that's, yeah. There you go. It's a, a little word of advice for our young listeners out there. When in doubt, go Placido Polanco. I, I don't. I don't think that public league Chicago education is as good as it cracks up to be, Coach. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a rumor, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, all about reputation. All right, interesting. Very interesting. Is there a hot stove, little baseball talk on a freezing cold Chicago Midwest day? Again, you want to join the conversation, Big Dog and a Coach, at your service, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, uh, have all the presents been opened? Is there any more? What, Adrian Beltre? See the next best player to yeah. be named? And if anybody wants uh, to get some production out of Adrian Beltre, make sure to sign him to a one-year deal. <laughs> Good point. Do you, do you remember yeah. he was with the, the the Dodgers in his last season with the Dodgers? Yep. He hit 48 home runs and drove in like 130 runs. And then he signed with the Mariners and he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. The Mariners finally got rid of him and the Red Sox picked him up in the last year of his deal. And this year, Adrian Beltre was the most productive third baseman in baseball. So if you really want him to be good, sign him to a one-year deal. And, and, if, and if somebody else is willing to give him more years and he won't sign with you, they still what? Because you, you will be bad until the last year of that deal. Some guys are like that, Coach. All right. And he's still out there for the taking. He's probably the, the top president still to be open. 
I would I would have to say okay. so. Maybe other GMs have figured that mm-hmm. out about him, what I just said, and that's why he's still available. Because okay. you would think a guy that came off a, and especially in a year of a pitcher, a guy that came off a year where he hit 325 with about 28 homers and drove in about 100 runs, that, mm-hmm. or but he drove in about 110. You would think he'd be picked up by now, but mm-hmm. and he's a good fielder, so uh, you know I, I would be surprised if he doesn't go back with the Red Sox because the Red Sox really look like they're the class of yes. of the American League. I was going to say if, if they re-sign Beltre, all of a sudden the Boston Red Sox against the Philadelphia Phillies could be uh, quite a tempting World Series. Two extremely talented ball clubs. Yeah, that we yeah, were talking okay. another East Coast World Series. So okay. A little baseball talk, a lot of other news, uh, NHL, NBA. Got to jump off the sports page a little bit as well, Big Doug. Got to keep moving along one-hour show. By the way, I wanted to get back to a point. We we rushed you into it yesterday. I didn't feel like it did you the justice that you wanted to give this topic. And um, I know it's part of the com website, but you had mentioned you called it the Group Anonymous. Yeah, the, the Group Anonymous. And uh, I, I don't know if... I'm just like really surprised it's not getting more um, coverage mm-hmm. lately. And I'm like the, the the day after they, well, whether you think they're right or wrong, I just think it's kind of suspicious that they have not gotten a lot of uh, coverage by any of the uh, any of the television stations. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the day after they shut down Visa and Mastercard, yeah. you know, I was watching. They didn't nobody. They didn't mention it once on CNN. Okay, and. Uh, and I watched the WGN afternoon news that day, and they just basically like, oh, last night uh, there was uh, some hackers cracked into Mastercard and Visa mm-hmm. and shut it down for over eight hours. And to the next story, and I'm like, could you could you explain why they're doing it and yeah. what this could possibly mean to people around the world and, and what they're actually doing? Well, let's you do know, that. I, the, the, the CNN and the other news stations haven't done it. Let's make sure uh, two guys at a mic, an up and comer in the political and news world. Don't kid yourself. We might be a news and information show before this thing is over. Big Dog and the Coach bringing you world news. Wouldn't that be a heck of a sight? But uh, let us not make the same mistake as they did, Big Dog. What uh, We've determined through your conversation that Anonymous is not a, uh, the, the group Anonymous is not a rock group, not a musical group. But what was the gist of them being formed? Why did they go after the MasterCards and the Visas of the world? Well, they went after Mastercard and, and Visa because they would uh, they were not going to uh, actually pay Amazon for people who bought the WikiLeaks uh, WikiLeaks uh, information. Ah, so it all goes back to the the Assange thing, the WikiLeaks. Yes. Yeah, and and trust me, those two women who said that this Assange guy sexually assaulted them, mm-hmm. they've been attacked by these by this uh, anonymous uh, people and. Uh, they're going to start changing their story pretty soon is the best way for me to mm-hmm. tell you. Because, I mean, legitimately, it's, that's like the first way you can get on somebody. So they pay these women, oh, yeah, he sexually assaulted me. There's no proof of any of this. You, they're, they're, I've, I've looked into this. These women are lying about it, okay? But then again, it's always uh, he said, she said. And if once you say anything like rape or sexual assault, people are automatically going to assume the guy did it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, that's always you know, a bad way, you know, to look at things. Um yeah, I'm not saying these guys are right or wrong. I'm not saying that, Coach. I just have found it very strange that they've yep. gotten no coverage considering yep. uh, some of the stuff that they've done. They've broken into the U.S. government. Uh, they've broken into, like, secret files and stuff, and they've threatened to release stuff. I mean, it's, it's really, really a huge story, and they're trying to keep it on the hush. Now, so, the, the media typically does not 
you know, hide stories. In fact, sometimes they're accused of the opposite. Or are you implying that the media, either uh, in some plan uh, together or just individually, are purposely not publicizing the story because they don't want this anonymous group to uh, gain any more strength, get any more momentum, let, let the snowball build? I, I want to reiterate this, Coach. I'm not trying to insinuate anything. I just find it funny that they really haven't. I think this is a gigantic story. Mm-hmm. It really is huge, especially when you consider uh, what these guys are capable of. I mean, it's it's frightening to consider if these hackers, you know, I, uh, you know, I was working on a computer one day and I fell asleep and left the computer on. And the guy was like, you can't do that and blah, blah, blah. You will get hacked into. Found out we got hacked into. They took control of, uh, they took all my files out of my, uh, they have all the personal information of everybody Uh-oh. that was in my Facebook. Uh-oh. So basically, what they've, I've, like, I keep on getting, people are like, Joel, why are you sending me this? And I'm like, I didn't send you anything. And it keeps, like, this stuff keeps on happening to me this, mm-hmm. this past week. All because I fell asleep with the computer on. Interesting. And so if you, like, leave your computer on for hours and hours and hours and leave it unattended, it has been hacked into. It, it, everybody, everybody, oh, you can't hack into my computer. If your computer is on, it can be hacked into simply by these guys. If these guys can hack mm-hmm. into the United States government's database, they can hack into anybody's database. You have to turn your computer off. You have to get make sure you have private browsing, all that other stuff. I am, like, insisting everybody listening to this show, do not leave your computer on if you're not mm-hmm. on the computer. Helpful Take the advice. Extra two or three minutes it takes to load up your computer. Or next thing you know, your personal information will be compromised. Extremely, extremely helpful advice. We are a informational, if not entertaining, show here on the TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic throwing out some info to you and talking a little uh, world situation. There's no reason, Big Joe, why the two of us, if the sports talk thing doesn't work out, you know, Peter Jennings and uh, Brian Williams, these guys are all, you know, Dan Rather, all quality guys, but a little canned. I think people are looking for something different. There's no reason why the two of us down the road in the near future could not pull off a world news tonight. Big Dog and a coach bringing you all the news that's uh, fit to speak. Yeah, I, I definitely will be more than happy to do that, Coach. I th- <laughs> what are you, on the witness protection program all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. One of us is going to have to play the part of the female. I don't know uh, who shows better leg, you or me. It's not much. Oh, no, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna have to have you as the guy on the scene. Okay. I'll be in studio. We're gonna have to get a uh, we're gonna have to get a a side reporter with me. How about uh, Sandra Endo from CNN? How about I, her? I like that. Wait, she's you gonna be wait, whoa, 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 whoa. She's gonna be in studio with you. Yeah. And I'm out on the street. Yeah. Wait a minute. Well, will I at least get the uh, CBS documented raincoat, you know, with the nice insignia? Well, I think she's going to need it more than you, Coach. <laughs> no, I'll definitely need the raincoat because I might not be wearing anything else but the CBS raincoat. <laughs> oh, that would be a good way to get some stories. Absolutely. You're going around flashing yeah. people. Our motto will be, if there's not a story, we'll create one. World News Tonight with the big dog and the coach. All right, very good. Hey, I wanted to get that anonymous story out there. And, again, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it. You, you, I, I don't want to go on and on yes. about it because a lot of it is speculation. These guys are hackers. All you got to do is just be careful, people. Mm-hmm. Be careful. And I'm just – the two things I want to just be careful, turn your computer off, all that other stuff. Make sure you start changing your passwords consistently. Mm-hmm. I've had the same passwords for like five years, and I started to realize I was getting broke into all the time. That and was – I, this has been a get mine raised society for the last this last generation. I hate to tell you, I say, and maybe I seem like an old man here, but I really think my la- my generation was the last generation with morals. This this recent generation, 
I don't, I'm not saying your kids don't have them, Coach, but the, the people your children are dealing with, mm-hmm. it's like this hip-hop get-mine culture. And I'm not blaming hip-hop music. I'm not blaming that, so please don't don't, don't get yeah. upset people when I'm saying that. But it's like it's people don't want to work anymore. They just want to uh, – I'm just really worried. People would rather steal stuff from you than actually mm-hmm. work for it. Scary thing is, Big Dog, it's the old story. Uh, uh, David Olson, take note. Be nice to your kids. Because one day they'll be taking care of you. That younger generation you're talking about, Big Dog, when we are uh, listening to uh, you know two guys in a mic in the old people's assisted living home, it will be those young kids you're talking about that will be running our fine country. Rest comfortably, my friend. That's that's good to know. Yes, it is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got some NFL football to talk about. Yes, it was Monday night. Not one game, but two games. One was kind of a weird game, and, and, and our record was... Not broken, but ended, and then the uh, other one was a wild game. I did not see it, read about it, though. Unbelievable finish. Hopefully, wow, what a game. We'll talk about that little NFL football, get to some basketball as well. Two guys and a mic, big dog and a coach. Quick break. Don't go anywhere. Back in a second. TalkZone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john Cohn and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com joel radwanski love the way that guy announces your name he doesn't give it the uh, emphasis that i do big dog when i give you a radwanski Big Dog and a Coach with you at your service up until 11 o'clock. Phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. Want to get to the two NFL games from yesterday. But first, um, Bahama Beth sending in an email, Big Dog. And she also prefaces it by saying, uh, I have not received Joel's pictures either. Not sure what's going on there. You can go to clickvision.tv, and you can see everything you need to know about <laughs> I, me. I'm not even sure what she's referring to, but let's get to her question. She wants to know, as a uh, in your younger years, did Joel ever have any WikiLeaks? Yeah, I, I, admittedly, Coach, far too many. Okay. That's why my mom gave me rubber sheets. <laughs> but you, you solved that problem. You cured it, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's been cured. All right, well... Trust me, and, and, and that's why it's, it's hardened since it's been yeah. cured. Trust me, it's a temporary cure. Uh, and that situation, that particular problem, how do I gently put this? Life comes full circle, my friend. <laughs> we're, we're dealing with that a little bit of that, and uh, I better start dating somebody who can swim then. <laughs> yeah, or somebody very, very young. All right, uh, let's get to the NFL football yesterday. Big dog, wild game. Did, did you watch it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Talk about it. Ravens knocked off the. Um, the uh, Houston Texans, they were up 21 nothing early in the game, right? It was 21 nothing. It's uh, faster than you can say, man, the Texans 
can't play okay. football in the first half. It's been happening to him all season. So the announcers are getting all their 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 you know filler material in. You think it's going to be a blowout? Another Monday night football game. The Texans are kind of out of it, and, and Ravens are up twenty-one nothing right off the bat. A lot of people probably turn the TV off, but as you will explain in the next couple of minutes, they shouldn't have. Well, you know, the, the Texans uh, made it kind of a ball game going into halftime because you know they score a touchdown on a long pass to Andre Johnson. The, the Ravens never should have allowed it. But then it goes back to not being a game again at the start of the second half because the Ravens returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, but the Ravens did not play well offensively in, in the second half, and, and the Texans stormed back. They tied it late at, uh, at 28 on a two-point conversion, mind you. And then, uh, I mean, that was a heck of a second half by the by the Houston Texans. They had 51 offensive plays in the second half. Wow. I was like, what are they, the Oregon Ducks? <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. So. They scored, as I, as I read it, they scored a touchdown with about three minutes and 40 seconds left to put them within eight. And then somehow they got the ball back and drove and scored with, what, about 20 seconds left? Yes, yeah, wow. exactly. And then... They're still down two points. They had to go for the two-pointer, so an unbelievable finish and comeback. And of course, the story's not over. But what was the uh, what play did they run for the two-pointer, Big Duck? Oh, that the funny thing is, I'm glad you brought that up. Is they were throwing the ball to Andre Johnson, who was wide open in the corner of the end zone, and Jacoby Jones, who doesn't have very good hands, cut cut off his route, leaped, and snared the ball out of out of midair, and that he could have easily dropped that ball, and he he came down for the two-point conversion. Andre Johnson was wide open, and the ball was going to him. It uh, wasn't the best route. so two, it was. two questions. One, Andre Johnson's caught nine passes in the game for 140 yards. He's an all-pro. How can Andre Johnson be open on a two-pointer? I don't understand that. So that's, I, I couldn't understand it either, Coach. And he had beat his man, and he was open I mean, in the corner of the end zone. And if I, Jacoby Jones doesn't leap and snare the ball out of midair, it would have landed. Uh, Andre Johnson would have had a pretty good chance of catching it. Wow, so somebody wrong the ran route, and his own teammate jumps in front of a pass and snares the ball on a two-pointer. If they miss it, game is over. Oh, yeah, game's over. They need, a, 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 what do you call it, an onside kick and a miracle in order to, to actually can, you know, to win the game. But they go to overtime, their defense holds, they, they allow a first down, and then they get a couple, they get a sack, and they, they force uh, – the Ravens a punt, and then the Ravens punter, who was phenomenal yesterday, mm-hmm. pins him down inside the 10, and then on second down, just a, a horrific pass by Matt Schaub. You know, he he doesn't get he doesn't get blocking. Alode Nata, you know, gets in on him really quick, and off his back foot, he does an imitation of Jay Cutler when Jay Cutler is bad yeah. and underthrows a ball and gets undercut wow. by Josh Wilson, who said, he's, they're like, hey, what happened to last play? He's like, well, I was just standing there. And I saw the ball coming. I saw the end zone, and all I could think was, "Don't drop the ball." It was that bad. I mean, legitimately, anybody who could have caught the ball that is capable of walking could have scored a touchdown on that play. What a tough, tough loss for the Houston Texans. One, it's been a rough day. A great start. Everybody thought this was the year the Texans, uh, you know, moved to that next level. It has not proven to be true. They had a slump. All kinds of things happening to them, and then they make the comeback on Monday night. What a sweet! Victory that would have been if they could have completed the comeback, but the interception return, the Ravens win the game, things get work for, um, who is it, Gary Kubiak, the fine head coach of the Houston Texans? Yes, yes, uh, done a very, very good job yes. uh, with the Texans offensively. The only problem is 
the Texans can't cover the pass whatsoever. They have the worst pass defense in the history of the NFL, Coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm always talking about you got to stop the run, you got to stop the run. Well, if you have the worst pass defense in the history of the NFL, you're not going to win a lot of games either. So, Good news, bad news. There's the good news we are able to stop the run. The bad news is nobody runs against us because they can pass all day. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's exactly right. All right. 34-28. By the way, Matt Schaub, according to our, uh, Ray, the, no, Ray, the research guy got fired. I don't know who our new research guy is here, but, uh, 31 completions out of 62. He threw the ball 62 times. Matt Schaub. 62 pass attempts. 393 yards and Andre Johnson had nine catches for 140 yards. So huge numbers, but you know, big dog, numbers do not always mean victories. Uh, they end out with a loss, and the Ravens pull out a victory. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, and numbers in the passing game, if you have big numbers in the passing game, usually means you yeah. lost. That's usually a good sign of that. But uh, actually, Matt Schaub, those numbers don't sound too good if you consider 62 attempts. 393 yards on 62 attempts mm-hmm. isn't all that great. That's a good point. Uh, but he had so many drop balls. Owen Daniels in the, in the first half dropped two balls that would have been first down. Jacoby Jones dropped the ball. Andre Johnson didn't drop anything. Uh, they had another guy, this Danny Lawrence guy, who I honestly have never heard of until yesterday's game. Uh, he dropped two passes. They had seven drop passes yesterday in the first half alone. All right. You're not going to. And most of them were first down. They shouldn't have been down 21 seven going into halftime. This should have been a lot better game. That was the regularly scheduled Monday night football game. Got any football fans out there? Quick segment on uh, the NFL and two games on Monday night. Feel free. Dial it up, 888-463-6748. Don't forget you can always email the big dog and request pictures like everybody else seems to be doing at uh, Mike2. Guys, AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two, Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Big Dog, there was a, a, another game played in, in Detroit because the Metrodome, as we all know, and we saw those videos, by the way. You weren't kidding yesterday. Those videos were amazing. But the Minnesota did, Vikings. By the way, did you, did you hear, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you hear or see the video with the sound, just the sound? Did you see that or yes. hear that? That was what really blew yeah. your mind when you heard how loud it was. Yep. yep. David Olson, right after the show, had uh, p- plugged it in and went over to his studio. He had the video there. The sound was on live, and it was like watching a, a horror show. I got a blanket, and the two of us cuddled up together. We were both scared. That's hot. Yep. Our pre-production meeting this morning lasted longer than usual. <laughs> but, unfortunately, the Minnesota Vikings... uh uh, flattered in the Queen of Hearts picked up. They played very, very poorly. Couldn't pass the ball, couldn't run the ball. New York Giants methodically knock them off 21 to 3. And we should talk about Brett Favre. The streak comes to a close, sadly, or happily, depending on your point of view. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I gotta be honest with you, coach. I was selfish. I wanted him to play this week, make it 298. Then I wanted him to start against the Bears to make it 299. And I didn't want him to finish, so he'd be one game short caused by the Bears, but. <laughs> But you know, yeah, I'm not considering Brett, bash Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was. And by the way, I think it's the most amazing consecutive game streak ever. I think it's more impressive than uh, AC Green's 1192. It's more impressive than Cal Ripken's 2632. The AC Green one playing basically 15 seasons in the NBA yeah. without missing a game is unfreaking real. Actually, you know what the most incredible streak is? Glenn Hall of the Blackhawks played six and a half seasons straight in goal. 
What a great missing the game. What a great topic for a conversation. All four of them are unbelievable streaks. But boy, how would you rank it? I still somehow put Cal Ripken in the two thousand plus games in a row. But you got I forgot about AC Green. I forgot about Glenn Hall as a goalie. And let me add to the that fact that Glenn Hall did not play with a mask on. He played goalie without a mask. And he played, what did you say, six seasons without six missing a game? Six and a half seasons straight without missing a game. That's not the consecutive game streak for hockey players, uh-huh. but it is for goalies. Okay. And by the way, I'm going to say that will never, ever, ever be broken. Cal Ripkins will never, ever, ever be broken. And I'm not saying Peyton Manning's going to do it. I do not want to jinx him. But I think Peyton Manning, who's at 205, mm-hmm. could play 93 consecutive games from now. I mean, I don't. But don't forget the old record before before Brett Favre was Ron Jaworski of 116. You know, so 93 games is a lot of football games. Interesting. So, great, great, uh, great parlor game here. We don't have time for it completely today. Any of our listeners want to chime in with their uh, thoughts on where you'd rank them or which you think is the most amazing? 888-463-6748. Again, we're talking cake or cake with ice cream here uh, because they're all great accomplishments, but uh, you, you cannot underplay 297 consecutive games in modern day NFL football at the quarterback position. Pretty damn impressive, big dog. Yeah, and, and, and you know what the funny thing is, Eli Manning's at like uh, he's like at like a hundred and ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a pretty impressive streak going himself. Yeah, speaking of impressive, by the way, the New York Giants. Yesterday we talked about the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the San Diego Chargers. Despite their record, the way they played the last four or five games, not just beating teams but crushing them, and certainly the New England Patriots have separated themselves a little bit, at least from the pack of parody in the NFL. After watching Monday Night Football methodically, the New York Giants, a couple of hundred-yard rushers yesterday in one game, would you uh, put the New York Giants up with those three other teams, Big Dog, and now make it a top four? No, not at all, Coach. They, okay. They're too, way too inconsistent. The, ever, the Giants look great one week, and they look horrible the next. They'll, they'll have five turnovers next week. Okay. So the, the Giants are going to have to prove it to me throughout the course of the year. I mean, they looked absolutely dominant against the Bears, and like the, like the next week they they mm-hmm. lost with somebody that was real bad. So, yeah, I, I'm not about to put the Giants up there yet, but they could be if they hold on to the football. They're a real, real good football team. Coach. Old school too. Nothing mm-hmm. fancy about it. Old school. Eli Manning, that spectacular precision passing, and yesterday uh, both Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw both over 100 yards. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it definitely helps. And Brandon Jackson has a a seventy four yard run, you know, in the middle of that. That you don't see that very often from yeah. a big guy. All right, couple of NFL football. By the way, though, the uh, sticking with NFL football, that I do want to get to a uh, real quick college football in the Big Ten and the new name of their divisions. We got to talk about that as well. But the, the Lovey Smith press conference. Now we've criticized Lovey before, but I listened again yesterday, Big Dog, and it's not just the boringness and the tone of his speech pattern. It, it's it's actually the, the, the meat and potatoes, the, the veritable logistics of, of what he says. And it's really, it, it's it's annoying, it's nonsensical, it's stubborn. The guy is quietly very, very stubborn, refusing to, basically a lot of his responses yesterday were, uh, well, no, no, that's the same defensive strategy we had when, that got us to our 9-3 and three record. Like any time anybody would question what happened yesterday or where did they go wrong? No admitting of, you know, bad plans, bad preparation. It was all, well, we, we do the same stuff that got us to nine and three. It's really, it's, it's not only a bad listen. It's a, um, 
I don't even know if annoying is the right word, but it, but it's bothersome. Well, he's condescending. I'll tell you that much. The yes. guy is condescending. Yeah. He he doesn't think anybody knows anything about football. Football yes. is not that difficult, coach. There's only about eight different coverages you can play. There's you know there's only so many styles of defenses you can play. Mm-hmm. We see what's going on, and I think his team might react to him. Uh, I mean, they all love him, but I mean, don't, don't you think like maybe Brian Urlacher is sitting on the couch and he sees that when he goes watch Bears replay, mm-hmm. you know, at, at midnight when he's laying down, and and if he would have heard his coach, hey, you know what? We didn't have the right defenses in, and we'll, we'll, you know it, it's on us today. He'd probably be as a as a player more willing to to follow a guy like that. And oh yeah, we had it right. We had right. Well, we're trying to say the players weren't good enough because I got guess their their defensive talent is pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just uh, whew, every Monday we have to go through that. It's a painful, painful listen. Be it win, loss, or anywhere in the vast uh, in between. But uh, anyhow, we move up. We move on. Uh, college football, big deal, the Big Ten. The Big Ten finally came out with the names for their divisions, as you're well aware. Two twelve. It's a 12-team league, six-team division each way. When it first came out, I joined the 97% of the other people that were absolutely disgusted. But I will tell you, as time has gone on over these 24 hours, I've changed a little bit. But let's throw it out there. They have decided to name their divisions the Leaders Conference or Leaders Division and the Legends. Very, very odd, very unique, very different. Your thought, Big Dog, and I don't think it's going to be too good. I, why can't they name them after like great players and or coaches in the Big Ten history and just said legends and leaders? I, I, that, I don't the, get it. The explanation was if they named it Shem Beckler or Hayes or Griffin and Grange Division, that it would be a favoritism to those particular teams the players played for, which which I kind of buy. I, I totally understand that. Yeah. I, I totally understand that because I guess like if they would have picked the Nagurski division, I'd be like, why wasn't it the Grange yes. division? I exactly. mean, I can understand that. And some you people were I mean? saying, but, oh, but, don't but get. The, the truth of the matter is, Coach, I don't. There should be a Jack Trudeau division. There should be a what? A Jack Trudeau uh, division. <laughs> That's what He's I thought the you said. Quarterback to ever lead uh, a Big Ten team beating every other Big Ten team in a season. Mm-hmm. I like it. Let's just rename the whole conference. Forget about the Big Ten. Call it the Jack Trudeau Conference. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah, and then you could have the Dave Wilson Division and the Jason Verdusco Division. Oh, heck yeah, Coach. In ode of great Illinois quarterbacks of days gone by. You didn't even bring up Tony Eason. Uh, please. Um, you know what, though? When it came out, I'm like, what the legends and leaders? I'm like, I'm with the rest of the people. And as the day wore on, sort of like a, a wine that has a little bit of a a little bit of a stingy first taste, but the aftertaste all of a sudden is smooth and you get a little aroma coming. I started to get into it and, and I'm, I'm holding out my opinion because it's, it's a, it certainly is not the typical conventional move. They definitely went with something unique. And, uh, part of it is starting to grow on me. The leaders division and the legends division, but they, um, certainly something different, Big Dog. You got to admit they took a chance. Yeah, they definitely took a chance. They, they definitely did. And, and could you go over the teams again that are in each division? Well, in the leaders' division, what do we got? In, uh, Illinois. And this is football only, by the way, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's not for soccer, basketball, football only. Illinois, Indiana, Ohio State, Purdue, Penn State, and Wisconsin. I tend to Pretty think good. the leaders' division is a little bit better. The legends' division, 
the uh, suddenly disruptive Iowa Hawkeyes. We got a little problems going on with Iowa right now. Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Northwestern, and the brand new Nebraska Cornhusker. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they got it pretty even. I really do think they got it even, Coach. Okay. And, and, and you know, I'm an Illinois guy, so the, the, I'd be more. I probably have a tendency to say, "Oh, Illinois is getting the shaft," but I, I think they got it even because mm-hmm. I, I expect Michigan to be Michigan eventually. Okay. You know, they, they got 120 years of tradition at that school. I'm, I'm assuming that the, la- that the last three years have been a bump in the road. And then, you know, I, I think it's pretty even, Coach. I, I can't mm-hmm. complain. Penn okay. State, you got to figure it's going to be pretty good. So, mm-hmm. All right. Any of our uh, two guys that are Mike listeners, you want to comment on the brand-new name, something different, something unique, getting a lot of criticism, a lot of criticism right now, people laughing at it. But, you know, Jim Delaney stepping out, taking a chance, maybe it will uh, come through. And for me, it's – Starting to set in, although I'm still going to hold out my uh, opinion until it sets in a little bit more. Legends and Leaders Division, 888-463-6748, the phone number. Uh, a lot of college coaching uh, positions have been filled last couple of days. Big Dog of the University of Florida hiring Will Muscamps, I believe his name is, the Texas defensive coordinator, becomes the head coach of Florida. And he, uh, I know he's been mentioned quite a bit in the last couple of years. Yeah, Will Muschamp. Yeah, he was uh, he was the coach in waiting at Texas, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Mac Brown refuses to retire, so eventually mm-hmm. he left. Okay. Yeah, you know, he was getting paid like two million. He was the most expensive assistant yeah. coach in college football yeah. for years. I'm glad he, he got hired because I was just tired of his name being mentioned in every coaching job that was open. He probably should have been hired a long time ago. I'm sure. Yes, by somebody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he kept taking $2 million a year to be a, an assistant coach, which isn't a bad gig. That's not bad at all. The U, the University of Miami, hiring uh, Al Golden from Temple, a rather controversial pick. I don't know if you know anything about Al Golden, but Miami is a brand-new head coach. Al Golden was supposed to replace Joe Turno. Wow. And you're talking about wow. he's a... Al Golden played uh, the the offensive position besides quarterback that is uh, most versatile, where you have to know everything about offense, which is tight end. Okay. Because you, know, you have all the blocking schemes of the linemen, all the receiving routes of the receivers. You got to know where all what the running backs are doing on running plays. So, uh, quarterbacks and tight ends make the best coaches, mm-hmm. coach. So okay. yeah, he was a heck of a player at Penn State, and I, I just always assumed he'd be the guy that replaced Paterno, coach. Mm-hmm. Well, he may still be. Maybe, you know, a couple of years at Miami. Paterno's got, what, six, seven years left? Yeah, that's about it, Coach. <laughs> and I meant coaching, by the way, not just left, period. Because when you say, you know, with Joe, people can take that the wrong way. I don't mean to be rude, Coach. And yes. I'm not trying to be funny or sick or anything here. But go ahead and Joe be Paterno's rude or funny and sick. He passes away. There's not going to be a – he's going to be He's going to be Bear Bryant. He's going to be Bear Bryant, Coach. So mm-hmm. – and I, I'm not knocking the, the great Joe Paterno whatsoever by saying that. Okay. Northern Illinois University hires Wisconsin defensive coordinator Dave Doreen. I know you're a longtime follower of Dave Doreen. Ronnie Santo, tell us a little bit about brand new Husky head coach Dave Doreen. Uh, well, uh, coach, he, uh, he wants to graduate his players. He wants to run a clean program. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna focus on fundamentals and, uh, he, he's gonna do whatever it takes to win. Uh, coach. uh does he have a run first philosophy? I, I don't know about that, coach, okay. but I'm assuming yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. And finally, the University of Indiana, their storied football tradition. 
That was not a technical difficulty. That moment of silence was brought to you by Indiana's storied football tradition hires Kevin Wilson, the offensive coordinator from Oklahoma. Are you a little worried that Kevin Wilson is going to go into culture shock after going from Oklahoma players to Indiana? Oh, and it was just that they got themselves one incredible offensive coordinator, <laughs> don't they? I mean, like, legitimately, that guy, year in and year out since he's been at Oklahoma, they've been averaging mm-hmm. 40 points a game. That, that, that's a quality hire. And, and you do have a good point, Coach. You might go into culture shock <laughs> when he realizes that he goes from Oklahoma where it's football, it's football, it's football, it's breathing, and then it's football. So and then he goes to Oklahoma, he goes to Indiana where it's basketball, it's basketball, it's breathing, and then it's basketball. So it, you know, Indiana is the only team in the Big Ten that has never won the Rose Bowl. They were in it. Oh, they've been in it. They, they were, were in it in the sixties. Yep. I think nineteen sixty four. Yeah, I think they went to the Rose Bowl that Johnny season. Pont. So mm-hmm. yeah, but they uh, yeah they've never won the Rose Bowl. Coach. Interesting, interesting. Well, maybe under Kevin Wilson that will change. Hopefully. They did tell him before he got the job that Ben Chappell, uh, his nine years at University of Indiana, has come to a close. He will not have Ben Chappell. Oh, that's too bad for Yep. I think Ben's got like, but by the time his career is over, I think he's got four different majors and three minors, and he's attended graduate school twice. That's not bad. No. That's not a, that's not no. a bad gig. Absolutely. 888-463-6748. Phone lines open. Big dog and a coach. We've covered a little NFL football, the college football scene. We've uh, jumped off the sports page a little bit and talked about the signing of Cliff Lee. If you're just joining us, any of those topics, float your boat. Give us a call. Again, 888-463-6748. Big dog, the Chicago Bulls. Quick NBA note. Uh, you mentioned the Miami Heat. They're hot. They've won nine in a row, but our Bulls, six wins in a row. They knock off the aforementioned Indiana team yesterday. It's very good. You know, as a Chicago Bulls fan, just the simple fact that they – uh, didn't get obliterated on the circus trip. You had to be excited uh, about the season. If you think about it, ever since 1998, uh, post-Jordan, the Bears uh, Bulls have very rarely got off to a, a good start. So thinking now, the fact that they've got off to a – they usually get destroyed early in the season. So the fact they've gotten off to a good start, mm-hmm. they typically play better after that. And this team might have a chance to to win, like, high 50 games. I mean, they really could, Coach. Playing better and better. Carlos Boozer, 22 points, 18 rebounds yesterday. Problems, though, big dog, with Derrick Rose. He took a beating yesterday. One of the things I worry about, as explosive as he is, you know, the more explosive you are, the more explosive you are to your muscles, too. And I'm just worried at some point that because of his explosion, I I hope I'm not jinxing the guy, but that one of those muscles could explode, if you know what I mean. I don't know if the body is meant for that kind of, uh, well, again, I'll use the word explosiveness, but yesterday, ankle and wrist and ribs, he is banged up significantly this morning. A very sore Derrick Rose debating whether he can play tomorrow or not. Well, if he is, the rest of the guy. I would agree. I, you know, I, uh, you know, everybody else, oh, he's a millionaire to have him get out there. I, I'm more worried about how they play in uh, late April and May and June than I am worried about uh, a December game. If he has to sit in the ice tub for a day, get him ready. This is a, a team that has a lot of depth. One game missing where yes. he can get his body healed up could add a one or two wins at the end of the season, seriously. I'd rather have him healthy yeah. and be able to dominate than have him limping through a season. Yeah, and that, that message, by the way, needs to go to uh, head coach Tom Thibodeau, the guy who decides who's playing or not. Because there was, what, a minute 30, minute 40 in the game. Bulls are up 12 points in pretty good control. 
And I've told you before, I love Tom Thibodeau, but one problem he has as a young coach trusting his reserves, trusting his bench, and he's got a good bench. C.J. Wilson is a good quality backup point guard, but Derrick Rose was in the game, big dog, minute 40 left when he injured his wrist, 12-point lead. Like I have no problem in in the game with with twelve point lead, but a minute forty to go. I'm not I'm not that I'm not too worried about coach. Uh, well, I have a problem with your not having a problem because I think that's a problem. It's really easy to it's really easy to look back and be like, hey, he got hurt with a twelve point lead with a yes. hundred seconds left in the game. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy for us to say that. Coach. Yes, well, that's that's what we do best here. The two guys in a mic show. Nobody has better hindsight. Nobody can look back and criticize things that could have been better than the two of us picked up. Well, that's good to know, Coach. At least we got something going for us. Part of our specialty. All right, real quick, uh, many of our emailers, uh, what happened to the segment? Where did the big dog sleep last night? you got about 23 seconds to answer that one. It's not an official game, but it is a segment here on the show. Where did the big dog sleep last night? Uh, Coach, I I hate to – it'll bore you, Coach. I, I stayed at my house out in Aurora. That's it? Very, very disappointing. Very well. All right. Tomorrow's bounce back Wednesday for you, Big Dog. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll actually have a like a fun night and I'll, I'll wake up somewhere on a, <laughs> on a curb or somewhere. <laughs> All right, dog. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Later, Coach. Later, right. everybody. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. David Olson, our producer. Great job. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10. Don't be late. TalkZone.com. Two guys, one mic.